Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um, the guy whistling into a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who mm. did their very first rock blast there in 1982, oh, wow. which was just so cool. Yeah. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thank you for joining me. It's, it's gotten warm in Melbourne the last couple of days. It's warm. I'm, I'm in shorts and thongs. What's going on? It was cold and now it's warm. Make up your mind, Melbourne. Seriously. But look, not that I'm complaining. I don't mind a little bit of warm weather, you know what I mean? Because we don't really get much of it. In good old Melbourne town, oh, what's going on? We've got a week to go, Sizzlers. One week to go before we reach that golden 100, the golden 100th episode. And uh, as soon as I'm done editing this bad boy up, I'm going to start editing number 100 up uh, because it's going to be the live event. All the audio that we got from that live event, I'm going to choose one or two tracks from the bands because they played live. Hopefully I can make it sound pretty good. Um, Pro Tools the shit out of it, you know. Um, And that'll be episode 100. And then I will be wrapping the weekly episodes up. So I will be releasing episodes every so often, but it won't be taking... um, uh, priority, uh, let's say it'll be more like you know what I think. I think you know someone's reached out to me, or I've been able to secure a, a, a guest that I was wanting to speak to um, for the art of touring. Um, then uh, we'll we'll have one hundred and one. But uh, for the foreseeable future, the weekly episodes are wrapped after next week. Um, now this week I spoke to a very special guest for episode ninety nine. I spoke to my wife. Miss Danielle, or Mrs. Danielle Siriani. And we hear Danielle tell the sassy story of how she improvised a line of dialogue in the school production of Oklahoma, uh, much to the surprise of her co-star and audience alike. But you will have to keep listening to find out what she said, what she improvised. Trust me, it's a doozy. Art of Turing is brought to you every single Friday, uh, up until next week, that is. Uh, and you can listen to Art of Turing on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, I think we're on as well, Google Podcasts, um, all the usual suspects you can find the Art of Turing. Hey guys, tell friends about this podcast, um, tell your mates, tell um, the people down the pub at the local while they're trying to put a put a couple of dollars on the on the ponies say hey what are you what are you doing when you go home are you going to be just watching netflix or are you going to crash on the couch they're going to be like what i'm at the pub i'll probably just go home and 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 just go to bed like well well, you know on your way home once you download the art of touring podcast you'll be good at it and they'll be all like get away from me you weird whispering person Oh, I make those up every week, by the way, on the fly. I'm not sure if you realize, but um, the uh, just like Danielle improvised the line at, at the high school production, which you'll hear about this week, I improvised the uh, tell a friend moment, the tell a friend intro segment, let's call it, improvised. This week, it was a weirdo at the pub who's putting money on the ponies. 
Hey, um, if you are listening with kids, it might be a good idea to put on My Little Ponies, Friendship is Magic, new school version. And once they're finished their cheese and jam sandwiches and they are out of earshot, then and only then can you throw Art of Touring back on. And now let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Episode 99 of The Art of Touring is brought to you by Lobo's Collectibles in Thornbury. We're almost there. Two more weeks and I get to talk about Lobo's. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life when I don't get to talk about Lobo's every week anymore. It's going to be crazy. Hey guys, listen, Melbourne, if you are in Melbourne, you've got to check out Lobo's Collectibles. It's the largest and best vintage toy store. Their new location, they've been there now for not even a year, um, is on 310 St. George's Road in Thornbury. And the store has something. For everyone, Star Wars, Ghostbusters, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, My Little Ponies, Gem, uh, Star Trek, Dino Riders. Uh, gosh, what else? They've got trading cards. They've got action figures. They've got um, statues. They've got huge statues, tiny little figures. They've got so much stuff. Posters. Did I say trading cards? Oh, my God. Guys, anything pop culture, figure um, related or statue related, it's there. They've got something that represents everything. It is absolutely wild. Now, the coolest thing about Lobos is that they are constantly acquiring new old stock to add to their store. So you are sure to find something different every time you visit. Last time I was there, they're doing a 10th year um, birthday sale at the moment, and I got a tauntaun <laughs> to add to my vintage Star Wars collection for 12 bucks. So if you want a 12 dollar tonton they might have some left you should go down and check out lobo's collectibles let them know you heard about lobo's from sis dog on the art of touring podcast and if you were at the 100th live event then you have in your hot little hands 15 percent off and that's going to be value va- uh, va- uh, valid until the 15th of may lobo's collectibles the best darn toy store in the universe just so you know, Art of Turing is hosted by Wooshka. Uh, if you'd like to listen on your desktop, you can. Just follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Um, and can't say enough good things about Wooshka. No one from their site, I think, is listening to the podcast because they host so many people. But I don't care. If you are thinking of starting a podcast or you're already doing a podcast and uh, you're paying for the service, these guys, they're fantastic. They are a free service. You can get your podcast out there for free using Wooshka. And they will they will swap all of the stuff over from your old podcast provider and put it into their algorithm and you won't miss a beat. So why not swap over to Wooshka? And now let's sit back and breathe it in. That's right. It's Danielle Siriani and the Sis Dog or Dave Siriani shooting the shit for over an hour. Strap in and let's get loose. It's time for the Yard of Tyranny to begin. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Art of Touring podcast. It's emanating uh, tonight from Siriani Studios. And joining me uh, tonight, this evening, uh, this morning, whenever you're listening to this in your car or in your headphones or on the way to work in the train, um, joining me across from me is singer-songwriter and professional wrestler, Cammy Ambrose. How are you, Cammy? Great to see you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Giving everyone my uh, my pseudonym. Yes, yeah, straight off the bat. My pseudonym, straight off the bat, Cami Ambrose. Cami Ambrose, no, yeah. no. All kidding aside, uh, we are joined by my wife, Danielle Siriani. How mm. are you, Danielle? I'm I'm good, thank you. How are you? Hmm. I'm fantastic. I've got coffee in hand. You've got a nice cup of tea there. Mm-hmm. I, I am a fan of the tea. The Sis Dog Special? Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I'll always ask you. You, you make me a cup of tea while you're up? 100%. And I will always oblige mm. the cup of tea. Yeah. Um, so something a little bit different for The Art of Touring for the 99th episode. Yes. I, uh, I, I uh, uh, previewed this at the end of last week's episode. I said there's going to be a very special guest. For episode 99, and I thought, well, why not, you know, take a different approach for um, the last weekly episode um, uh, before we unveil the 100th live event episode next week and have a chat to the the woman behind the man behind the microphone Mm. and find out about how these two lovebirds met. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) That is a story. It is a story. That is a story. And... uh, and, and side note, I am not either a professional musician or a wrestler, so I've got that going for me too. I completely fit what you look for in this podcast. <laughs> That's true. So uh, this is true, but we have had on some guests that uh, did fit that bill, but weren't as entertaining as you have been so far. So <laughs> No, no offence. I've, I've enjoyed uh, conversations with all of my guests. Um, mm. But I thought, you know, why not try something different for the last episode? Yeah. I mean, look, I did train in in musical theatre and dance and mm. I just decided after the training that pursuing that as a career wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I did a handful of paid gigs when I first, uh, first came out. But uh, yeah, decided to pursue domestic bliss. Domestic bliss. Domestic bliss instead of uh, superstardom. Not Alexa bliss. No. You didn't pursue her. <laughs> she wasn't a thing back then. No, she wasn't. You thought, you know, Alexa Bliss, domestic bliss. I think I'll go domestic. Yeah, domestic bliss. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Sounds good. Well, um, well, we'll get to all of that in due time, but mm-hmm. uh, let's start the podcast as we do each week. And uh, for people who may not know, and I'm sure we'll unveil things about you that I don't know. I mean, you know. Uh, or you've forgotten. Or I've forgotten, exactly, <laughs> which is a classic dog <laughs> trait. Um, or maybe it's just all blokes, probably. Um, and that is, where are you from and where did you grow up? Uh, so, I'm the youngest of four kids. Mm. Um, so, my mum and dad, uh, Barry and Carol. Had had four of us, my elder sister Catherine, and then uh, my brother James, <clears throat> my other sister Lauren, and then me. So I'm very glad my mum had four kids. Mm. <laughs> um, and I grew up in Greensboro, near the baseball diamond. The Greensy. Yeah. Yeah, near the baseball diamond in Greensboro is where I grew up. And are you uh, of the um, the kind that says Greensy or Borough? Which do you prefer? Greensy? Well, it's Greensy. It is Greensy. It's either gr- Greensy or Greensboro. There's no one that calls it borough? I've never met anyone who calls it borough <laughs> or the borough. Or the borough. I'm sure, yeah. some, sure some, but maybe back when I was teaching at Main Street Music, I heard someone called say borough, but maybe mm. they weren't from that area. Not in the pocket that I lived in. No, it was Greensy all the way. It was either Greensy or Greensboro. Right. And yeah. so what was that like being the youngest of um, of four kids? Because you, you mentioned you had an older brother. I did. I, I had a very happy um, childhood. Uh, my... I was really lucky in the sense that my older siblings um, didn't spoil anything for me. They they really um, worked with my parents to help me maintain my innocence and that childhood illusion in terms of things that 
we keep hidden from little ears and minds yeah, to like make their Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and to make their lives a bit more bit more magical. And the the spoil- never actually been told. I've just like grown out of it. Oh really? Yeah, no one's ever actually told me that the Easter Bunny isn't real. Or Santa Claus. Or Santa Claus. Mm. At yep. that time when, like, you're quite impressionable and if someone yeah. told you that, you would have been heartbroken. Yeah, so never it, it got was told. always preserved. You was like, mm-hmm. oh, just I guess... Just grew out of it. I just guess that Dad is Santa Claus now. Yeah, yeah. Especially when, you know, as you get older and you're still living at home and you still get, you know, presents in your Santa sack and you're 19 and your parents give you a six-pack of Johnny Walker and Coke <laughs> what? in your Santa sack. Is this, did this actually happen? <laughs> yeah, it did. When you were 19? <laughs> yeah, don't think Santa's making, uh, you know, Johnny Walker six-packs up at your <laughs> Wow. What an amazing <laughs> gift. I had no yeah. idea they did that. Yeah, but no, it was, I, had a, I had a really lovely childhood. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, there's always things with siblings that, you know, it was hard. I had to share a room with my uh, sister, Lauren, yeah. who was only two years older than me, so that was really tricky. Yeah. But, you know, I I was very, very fortunate. That, yeah. You know, two loving parents. Mm. Yeah. Grew up a lot. Um, every morning, my mum would have the radio on. No TV before school, but mum would have the radio on. Grew up listening to the music on Gold 104. Yeah. So. So that's why you know all those tunes when they come on. That's why I know all those tunes. Right. Fell in love with the Doors from hearing them on the radio. So that's why I went out and bought all the Doors albums. So they had the radio on in the car, but but when mm-hmm. they were at home and they could choose the music, what what music was your mum and your dad into? My mum loved the Seekers. Yes. She loved the Seekers. And I remember she had Celine Dion, you know, that album in the white t-shirt. Celine that had Dion. all the classics. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my dad uh, loved Buddy Holly and Roy Orbison. And Roy Orbison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they also had those like compilation audio tapes because obviously this is before – CDs and stuff. Sure, yeah. Of like, you know, the the 60s, 60s mix and the 50s mix and mm. all that sort of stuff. All those I remember great those things. CDs. They were great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good fun. They so, were always just called like the lounge or, yeah. you know. I remember we had that one that we bought from that. That was the lounge the that lounge, we bought. The yeah. Jeff's Shed um, gimmick, wasn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is an inside um, so, story there. And I, I feel we're doing that for our kids too. We're having them grow mm. up listen to a really eclectic uh, mix of music. They've been listening to Les Mis the last few nights, which has been nice. Yeah, and when they get in the car with Dad, it's Audio Slave at the mm. moment. So yep. <laughs> we and have be- to kind of give them every every part of it, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. From from uh, interviewing so many different characters on on the show over the years, I've kind of got that that most musicians or um, performing arts characters have had. I mean, this is a generalisation. Some of them don't have any musicians in their family, mm-hmm. but at least even if they don't have a musician, there's there's always music in the house, you know, yes. for the most part. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like, oh, well, no, we never really listen to music. I don't think I've ever heard that. Mm. Well, I started learning my first musical interest intro, in, instrument mm. <laughs> uh, in primary school. I think it was grade two when I started learning the flute. The flute in grade two? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you would have been 10 years old. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe maybe even nine. Okay, nine mm-hmm. or ten, yeah. Yeah, and I always sang as well. I was always in the, the choir at school. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really talk as a child. I sang. I lived like I was in a musical. You sang all the time? Everything, all the time. And that's probably why you were so popular with, with your older siblings. Yeah, so popular. Because <laughs> I was, yeah. Always I wasn't singing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I can relate to that because, we're, I mean, as uh, people may or may not know, I am the youngest as well in mm. the family of three boys yeah. and was always singing and was always like memorizing the ads off TV and then reciting yeah. them back a that, million times. That's one thing that brought us together that we both still know, the pick apart jingle. Is that one of our first stories that we that we share? Yeah. Pick apart. Yeah. Let's see if we can remember it. Pick apart, pick apart, pick apart, pick apart, pick apart. Don't leave, leave that, that car just sitting in the heap. Come, come to pick apart where everything's cheap. Secondhand parts from secondhand cars from a door to a wheel to a bumper bar. Now at pick apart, there's nothing on the shelves because you bring your tools and do it all yourself. Check out the cars for the part that's right. You're sure to find that there's hundreds on site. Then you strip the car for the parts you need. Pick apart, pick apart, pick apart, pick apart. Yeah. Also, they I there knew was that no guarantee thing at the end or something. Yeah, I think they had no warranty, and then they brought in a warranty. <laughs> yes. if that slightly changed, but and well, also I, I, think I was would pretty good. Babe. Yeah. yeah, and also because obviously we're talking back in the days when it wasn't streaming TV; it was normal commercial Just television. TV. You had to go through and, the ads um, because we watched. I watched a lot of TV. I um, pretty much memorized the TV guide from the ads. And so they wouldn't even need to look at the TV guide. They would just say, hey, Ellie, what's on tonight? Now, what's that? Who's Ellie? I'm Ellie. What, I thought your name was Danielle. It short is. For Dan- Danny for short. It is, but uh, with my family, they call me Ellie. They do? Yeah. Wasn't, yeah. There, wasn't there a nickname attached to Ellie? Wasn't it something Ellie? Smelly Ellie? <laughs> <laughs> Smelly Ellie has a belly which is full of rotten jelly. Thanks, oh, thanks for helping me relive that, Davo. Bless your cotton socks. Is that really what they said? Yeah. I didn't know the whole rhyme. I only remembered the <laughs> Smelly Ellie. I thought maybe because you did a wee-wee one day. And <laughs> <laughs> I did when I was one. When one. I turned, Everyone's no, no. pissing themselves When I turned one. one, I got given a, uh, a gift. Um, yeah. like a, it was like a bowl. Obviously, I don't remember it. I've just been told this story so many times. Sure, yeah. And I threw up in it when I was one. Huh. And ever since then, that that bowl smelt like puke, and oh. it was called the vomit bowl. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> that toy had just never lost the the smell of my 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 vomit. The bowl had never lost yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. See, okay. So when but we the had reason, the idea yeah. for this podcast, I said to my wife, "Now I'm sure there's going to be stories that'll be able to creep out through your mind that I will never heard." <laughs> and already there's there's a corker <laughs> that I was not aware of the origin story of that terrible nickname that you're. I don't know if that's why they called me that. Like sometimes yeah. they still, instead of calling me Ellie, they'll just say, hey, Smelly or hey. No. Yeah. I've never heard them say Smelly. Well, maybe not now that we're older, yeah. but when we were younger. Hey, and I smelly. mean, the whole, the whole reason I got the nickname Ellie was because. Oh, that's where we were, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. So obviously my full name is Danielle. And I once I left high school, I kind of went by Danny for short. Um, but the reason why my family called me Allie is, uh, as I mentioned, my sister Lauren was only two years older than me. And so when mum and dad brought me home from the hospital, um, she couldn't say Danielle because she was oh, only two. Oh, okay. And mum and dad didn't want to call me Danny because, <clears throat> um, you know, that's traditionally a boy's name. It obviously became more associated with girls like Danny Minogue and yeah, all yeah. that sort of stuff. But at the time, um, sure. But at the time, I, th- I think, you know, more people saw it as a... A boy's name. A boy's D-A-N-N-Y. name. D-A-N-N-Y. Yeah. Um, you know, Danny Boy. Danny Danny Boy. Yep. So um, they used the last four letters of the name, the E-L-L-E, but instead of just pronouncing it L, they pronounced it Ellie. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Got That's a frog okay. in my throat. That's all right. 
It was a pretty good cup of tea I made you there. It is, it is. It's killing me. <laughs> it's, it's just tea, I promise. Fantastic. And so, well, now that I know the origin story, it's actually it's actually quite nice because I think you might have told me that but not the full story. Mm. It was always yeah. just like, that's not her name. Her name's Danny. Like, And that's because you introduced yourself to me as Danny. I did, and I think that was me just trying to find my own identity out of high school, away yeah. from my family, away from school. Sure. I'm I'm like, you know, now I'm Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now and forever you shall now, be. Now I'm the twins' mum. Now you're the, yeah, now you are the twins' mum. Now mom. I'm the twins' mum. Yes. Or now that we've split them up in school, I'm Vivian's mum or Cordy's mum. Cordelia's mum. mum. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just, uh, I don't have those kind of nice um, nicknames. The kids at school just call me Jesus mm. or Sis Dog, and then I tell them, don't call me Sis Dog. That's for my mates only. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where, where did the name Sisdog come from? Have you spoken about that on this podcast many, before? Many, many times. But, oh, well, you, know, you don't have to You don't have to kids. <laughs> <laughs> no classic kids. Well, because no, you, you weren't Sisdog when I met you. you no, were just, that's true. You were just Dave or Davo. Or Davo, yeah. And, you know, the... You would the, always call me, and you still call me Davo. I still call you Davo. No, no, you don't call me Sis at all. No. No, no. No, no, no. That came... Just like I don't call you Ali. No, that came later. Yeah. A lot later, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So getting back to um, your upbringing um, in the house, yes. your, your mum's listening to The Seekers, your, your dad's got Buddy Holly and, and um, Roy Orbison on, mm-hmm. on the vinyl. Did you have a vinyl player in the house? We did, you we did, did but um, we weren't allowed to use it. No, no. So uh, we mainly listened to the cassette tapes. Which you were is, allowed to use the cassettes. We were allowed to use the cassette tapes, which is where I listened to those mix those 60s mixes, you sure, know, yeah. that sort of stuff. But I remember my dad had that um, the Jive Bunny record. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved that song. Yeah, yeah. Loved listening to the Jive Bunny. Rock Around the Clock. Yeah. 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 It, was yeah. Like a, um, it was like Maybe a, it was that's... a first ever mix, really, yeah, or remix like of something. Yeah, it was like a remix of something. It was yeah. really great. Yeah, because yeah. it introduced all the younger people who had never mm-hmm. heard those songs to that music. Yeah. Because I thought it was a new song, and they were like, no, this is a remix from like the 60s. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. And, and I even had my own, uh, my mum bought me a Play School record. The Wiggly Woo Play School record. It was your record. Yes, that I used to listen to when I was little. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so um, music was a big part of our upbringing, even though neither of my parents actually were musicians. Were musicians? They loved music. There was both lots of, them. of music in the house. Yeah. 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 And so you, you're playing the flute. And how mm-hmm. long did you play the flute for after grade two? I played the flute right up until I finished high school in the end of year twelve. You stuck with it. I I stuck with it up until yeah I finished year twelve. I passed my grade five. So you must be like amazing at this no, instrument. No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played it for, sure. ne- for nearly for 18 years. But the embouchure would, is that something that you'd need a good amount of time to practice to get back? Or um, do you think you could at least make the sound out of it as soon oh, as you pick the, it up making again? Making the sound out of it wouldn't be an issue. It would be the dexterity in the fingers and remembering, and the, remembering the note positions and, and things like that. Because, I mean, when I say yeah. I passed my grade five, I passed it. I wouldn't say wasn't I, flying colours or nothing. No, I got a C. Yeah, yeah. I still passed it though. Hey, you, hey, you passed it. Yeah, I'm yeah. letting everyone know that I got a C, but I could just say passed my grade five. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it's you know, like when you get higher up in those uh, uh, judged levels of an instrument. Yes, it's really hard. Oh, most definitely. And the theory becomes so important. And yeah, and 
the the theory and remembering all the scales and that didn't really come naturally to me. Sure. I enjoyed playing the instrument. I enjoyed, uh, you know, learning a piece of music and playing it. But all the other stuff, I, I really had to work out. Work at it mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Were you actually part of an ensemble throughout school as the flute player, like the only flute player? Or was mm-hmm. there a couple of you at a no, time? No, there was a couple of us at a time. Okay. Yeah, and you would the play the flute. same part or different parts? So there'd be different parts. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so at least you um, got your own unique part you had to practice. Because I'd been playing before I got to high school, I didn't start in the like the junior band. I got put straight into the, the more advanced band. Which I started off as a as a like a second flute player at the oh, back, and right. then as you get older, you got to the front seat, and then uh, if you're really lucky, you got to play the piccolo. Oh, uh, that was the like, tiny, which is the tiny flute. And why why was that so sought after? Well, because you could really only have one, because it's such a high pitched instrument. Right, they can't have more than one. And and I was lucky enough to have a have a turn at, at being the piccolo player in year twelve. Yes. Oh, yeah. how good's that? I only got to do it, I think, on one, on one or two. But yeah. um, what tracks were you playing? Do you I remember cannot any, remember none of the songs. No. Yeah, I remember on music camp. This isn't in year twelve, but I think it was maybe ten. I think maybe year ten. We went on like hang a. On. Hang on, hang on a minute. You were the flute player, yeah. and you went on band camp. Yeah. This isn't going to be like some kind of American Pie story. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, no. So I had to go in there. You did. Please. You had to get. Yeah, in I had there. to do it. I had to yeah, do it. I wouldn't but, have said um, that to anybody else. So no, I apologise, no. Danielle. <laughs> You're an easy um, target. But uh, but no, I remember going on this uh, this school camp. We went up the east coast and went up and played in like Sydney and Brisbane and places along there. You toured. We toured. Our yeah, school band touring. There you yeah, go. There we you go. I did tour. I toured as a high school student. Fantastic. And um, there weren't enough percussion players. Um, and I remember right. for this one piece, uh, Mr. Mr. Van Gevert. Yeah, Mr. Van. Mr. Van wanted yeah. to play. He didn't have enough percussion players. Huh. And uh, so I got to play the bass drum. No. I got to get up and go from my flute chair and go to the back and, and play the bass drum on this one uh, this one thing. And yeah, I loved it. I lo- actually really enjoyed, you know, doing something different. Oh, percussion's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to mm. play the drums as a, as a young kid because mm. hitting stuff is great, yeah. great fun. So, so I was, I played the flute and was in the bands and that, but I was also in the choirs in, in primary school and yeah, in high school. Yeah, all the way in primary school and high school. Yeah. I really, yeah. I really enjoyed singing. Yeah. Still do. Still, still do. do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so in primary school, I know you did do musicals in high school. Yes. But what was your singing like in, in primary? Was it more just kind of choirs and stuff like that? It was like just that? in the choirs. I did yeah. audition for the Australian Girls Choir, I think. Uh-huh. And I got in. Yeah. But because I was the youngest of four, um, the commitment levels were just too high. Mum's yeah. like, I can't get it or all this stuff. No. So, um, yeah, even same. though we got yeah, in, a very similar story, Andrew even though we got I, in, we gave it a pass. Yeah, we gave so, it a pass, yes. Which is, you know, I, um, I, I don't really feel like I missed anything by not doing it. Nah, I played nah. basketball and stuff instead. Um, and you know, you got to be realistic. Yeah. When, you know, you want to give all the kids a chance to do something. Yeah. So I think, I think that's fair. Well, four kids, yeah. I mean, to take them all to basketball and flute oh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Forget mm-hmm. about it. Now, growing up, before we do venture completely into the high school realm, um, mm-hmm. I did want to touch on 
um, the influence that you had from your older um, sister and older brother, yes, um, Catherine and, and James. Now, yes. James is a former um, guest on the Art of Touring. He is the Seabirds. The Seabirds. He came mm-hmm. in and and uh, and had a chat to us, but we we obviously got to hear his his story. But I'd love to hear your side of the coin growing up um, with him. He obviously introduced you to Star Wars because that's how we met. Yes, and- a very fond memory of us sitting in the armchair like under a blanket watching Star Wars and me hiding under a blanket whenever Darth Vader came on the screen and he would... He really scared you. Oh, my God. He's terrifying. But, like, what? What didn't anyone in the house, like, at least try to say, hey, look, it's just a movie, he's a character, there's nothing to be scared of, it's just a man no, in a mask. he was terrifying. No one kind of broke it down like that well, for James, you so you could James enjoy the movie. James would tell movies. me when he was off the screen. So and, and I would, then fine. I would watch again. Yeah, right, yeah. right. But, like, I mean, even with your 501st stuff, right? Yes, yes. Whenever there's a Vader person. Yes. Like, our friend Stu sure. has the Vader costume. He does have one. He's really he's really but, aware yeah. that I don't like to be around them in the Vader costume. Yeah, I mean, I've got the Stormtrooper Because I genuinely find you. it scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's something that you weren't able to, like, switch off. I mean, like, I'm the same. I can't watch a horror movie and I'm 40 next week. Oh, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> They're is, not that scary. This is great audio, man. When 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 I had the idea that Danielle could be on the show, or maybe Danielle had the idea, I thought this is going to be great audio and it's already, it's already. Um, I, I feel like this was a, a success already. So fantastic. We're only 20 <laughs> minutes in. Um, so yeah, you were watching Star Wars, but also the musical influence impacted you heavily as well they from did. your older siblings. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. Well, because they were obviously teenagers in the eighties, yeah. So uh, a lot of uh, Guns and Roses, Skid Row, Poison, a lot of that music around the house. Yeah, and, um, that was great. Yeah, really, really enjoyed listening to it. Still, still love Guns and Roses to this day. The Gunners. Gunners. Love the Gunners. I must admit, Axel has got an amazing voice. And when we saw him, when he came out as Guns N' Roses, not, um, he came out as Guns N' Roses, but it was just Axel. Yeah, it was for the Chinese Democracy. No, it was before the Chinese Democracy release, though. Oh, it was, but they did play a couple of songs from Chinese Democracy that weren't released um, or whatever. His vocals. Because he was touring those songs for ages. His vocals were just flawless. Yeah. And that was the tour he did with Sebastian Bach from Skid Row, who came yes. as Sebastian Bach, right? Yes. And he was great. Um, but I just remember just watching him and, like, he didn't sing. There's only ever been two artists I've watched that haven't sung a note wrong. Axel Rose Axel and Rose. the Sizz Dog. <laughs> no. No, I sing bung notes <laughs> no. all the time, mate. Um, Axel Rose, and when we saw Iota do the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, he, his vocals were ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. He did not sing, and we saw that, I think, four times. Uh, with him as uh, With him as Frankenfurter, and he did yeah. not sing a wrong note. Yeah, he was in, he's, he's a he was incredible. genuine talent. Yeah. Genuinely, incredibly, um, incredible um, Talented. talent to watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, I loved I loved growing up listening to that music. Um, and that was the first time you got to see Axel sing live because when yes. they came out in 91, you were, what, six, seven, eight uh, years old? Yeah, seven or eight. Yeah. James didn't even get to go. He was devastated. Why did they he came out in nine Because uh, he was only 13, I think, because they <gasps> came out in 93, wasn't it? He didn't get it? to go. He didn't get to go. Only oh. Catherine went. Catherine went with her friends. Because oh, she's the oldest, isn't she? Because she's the oldest. 
And so James didn't get to see Axel sing live until um, that tour either. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we saw Velvet Revolver when they came out. So I have seen Guns N' Roses, just not all together. Yeah, but they came out. We saw them at Rod Laver. That was everyone except for like, what, Adler, I think, wasn't there maybe? I can't remember. We did. We went and saw him at the Etihad Stadium, remember? Oh, with Slash and everyone, they did a... Re- I, did, I don't know. Wow, you forgot that? I've completely forgotten. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, we went to it, man. Oh, did we? Yeah, 100%. We had a Was great this night. after the kids? Yes. Yeah, that's probably why I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> oh, no, that's good. Well, because, you see, the thing is, the reason I wanted to squeeze that story out mm-hmm. of you is because... Um, uh, when we met and you told me, you know, what kind of music you like, that was instantly one of the things that I thought, oh, wow, this chick is so cool. I haven't met a chick that likes guns. Genuine, genuinely, Ge- genuinely loves, loves that music. That kind of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Genuinely yeah. liked it. And I asked you to play a wrestling theme song. You did. You did. But we'll get to our meeting story soon oh, enough okay. because we're still in Sorry. high school land at the moment. Yeah. So we're in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, tell us about the musicals, man. What, oh, I what, love what was the your musicals. first musical that you auditioned um, for and you got a role in? So when I was in year seven, they actually didn't let the year sevens do the musical because they did a musical called The Pajama Game, which I still don't know what it's about. But um, I think the content wasn't suitable for the year sevens. Sure. And then the next year when I was in year eight, they did The Wizard of Oz. So ah. I was an Aussian in that. Yeah, you were. I was an Aussian in that. And then what actually happened is partway through rehearsals and that, the the guy who had got cast as the Tin Man dropped out. Really? Yeah, really. And so the girl who had been cast to play Nico the Head Monkey, who's the witch's head monkey, she got bumped up to play the Tin Man. Tin Man. And I got bumped up to play Nico, the head monkey. You were the head monkey? I was the head monkey. Did you have any lines? No, no, just... I just had to sound like a monkey and do cartwheels and stuff. But you got a mic. No, I don't think I did. I can't remember. Oh, but there was a moment where it was clearly audible that you were the head of the monkey clan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was the head monkey. And you had a name. I did, Nico. And you Mm -hmm. had the picture in the program... Danielle Duplessis yeah. as Nico, the head monkey. And I was also an Aussian. So in the land of Oz, I think I helped. Who did I help? I think I helped Dorothy get her hair done. Fabulous. In the land of Oz. Can you match my dress to match my eyes? Or oh. eyes or match my dress? Or <laughs> Can you even dye my eyes to match my gown? Jolly old, old town. town. That's it. I should know that. We're doing Wizard of Oz at school this year. I've got yeah, to get you need better to get on top Oz. of that. The, the girls love that movie. You can watch it as much as you want. This is true. I'm listening to it a lot in the in the territory in the back. Mm-hmm. So you got to do the Oz, and what so was next for you after that? Then after that, we actually did a uh, a, a not well known production called 2001: A Space Idiocy. Oh, really? Yeah, which was like a comedy kind of musical. That sounds awesome. Um, and I was the the queen of the planet they ended up going to. You've never yeah, told me so about I just got this. a part. I just got a part at the end. So throughout the musical, I was just um, one of the people in the back of the spaceship. I just had to, you know, look busy, just oh walking on and off. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> and oh, then yeah, yeah. at the very end, when they got to the planet, I um, I I was the the queen, the queen. That, I can't um, believe you haven't told me before. Number one, that you were in this musical. And number two, that there's a science fiction-themed musical. Yeah, it's called 2001, A Space Idiocy. Idiocy. Yeah, it would year suit nine you perfectly. Time. I would love to dress that stage. Mm. Side note, art of touring listeners, I'm the set designer at my work. 
So that's why I'm so impressed with that, with that because I think I'd love I'd love putting together that stage. Yeah. So that was that one, and then oh, I that's great. And then year ten, year ten, I didn't do it. I'd gotten a job at the local cafe and thought it was more important to work on a Sunday than be a part of the school musical. Oh, bummer. Um, that was the year they did crazy, crazy for you, crazy for you, crazy for sure, you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't do it that year, and then I realised what I was missing out on. So I did. The um the next year in when I was year eleven we did Oklahoma. Oh, great musical! Scored the part of Laurie. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. You were lucky that they let you back into the 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 head roles well, because you'd missed a whole year. I'd still, I I'd still been heavily participating in the music aspects of the school. I was still in the bands. I was still in the, the choirs. Choir. Okay, so they knew you still knew you. I were even around. came down and like helped paint some of the sets and that. Oh, because you're I like, still oh, I should have done part this. Of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so you I, had remorse even halfway through the oh, year. Oh, yeah, completely. Oh, I should have been a part of it. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, I was Laurie in Oklahoma, um, which was a lot of fun. Though, the only sad thing is that year is the year they decided to split the parts between two kids to give to give everyone a go. Um, <laughs> everyone, Dumb, stupid teachers. <laughs> Can't they just give me role to me or her? I don't want to do half a role. Yeah, everyone's a winner. Um, <laughs> You're all winners. <laughs> so um, we only got to end up doing two performances each yeah. instead of four. But look, at least you um, got to do it. But I, guess, I really, I really four. enjoyed being yeah. Laurie. Like I still remember the music, and that was a, a very fond part of that musical. Yeah. There was only the girl parts that got split up, and one of the boy parts. Huh. The may the two male leads just got to do both shows, like all, well, all that's four weird. shows. That's pretty shit, really. And they split the Laurie got split, Ada Wanny got split, yeah. Judd Fry got split, huh. and Laurie's Nan got split. Well, I do want to hear more about your time in high school, in the high school productions and the musicals. Uh, But before we do, I want to take a moment to tell our listeners about Anytime Fitness in Epping. I recently joined the Anytime Fitness community and I love it. Uh, They give you a key fob, which gives you 24-hour access to not only your home gym, but every Anytime Fitness location around the world, which means if you are planning a holiday and you don't want to ease up on your training, you can still find a gym wherever you are around the globe and it's perfect for the touring muso or touring wrestler as well if you're uh, on the road and you need to get a pump in uh, before your next match or your next gig you can always find an anytime fitness somewhere and get your training in Um, I love the whole concept of the 24-hour gym. And I think the best part for me is uh, because I don't like training with headphones on, probably because I have to use headphones whenever I do the podcast. (laughs) No, not really. I just, I think lifting weights and sweating and headphones doesn't mix. I'm not into it. If you're like me and you're a weirdo and you don't want to wear headphones, they have an app called Crowd DJ, uh, which you can download to your smartphone and you can control the music in the gym. So if you're in the mood to play some of your favorite tracks and you've forgotten your headphones at home or if you're like me and you don't like to train with headphones on uh, you can still listen to uh, your own curated playlist of music while getting your gym session in for the day Uh, they also have the anytime fitness app which has heaps of programs and workouts to help you on your fitness journey Uh, not to mention the very friendly staff which are always happy to help so head on down to anytime fitness in epping and sign up today Did anything happen during those musicals that um, that you remember that was amusing? I'm pretty sure I remember something to do with a lightsaber, maybe? 
Well, that's mm, not the story. No, that's no. a different. That's a different. I think that's Sam Parry's story. Yeah, I apologize. that's got nothing to do with me. Episode thirty. Go back, listen to Sam Parry. He didn't yeah. tell that story, but it's a very funny episode. <laughs> um, but no, I know something ha- funny happened to you on stage. Uh, so in Oklahoma, there's a part at the end where Curly says to Laurie, "Quit that crying, or I'll spank you." Spank you. Spank you. Because, you know, it's set in the 1900s. With that crying, I'll spank you. Yeah. And Laurie's meant to just, you know, go, okay. And then, um, but I didn't, I just, I just coyly looked at him and I went, you promise? <laughs> <laughs> and I was really mean and I hadn't told him I was going to say that. And, and he just laughed. He just laughed. He just laughed. And completely broke character. Yeah, I did, felt awful afterwards. But did the crowd get a big yeah, pop? Yeah, everyone got a big pop. Big pop. Everyone got a big pop. <laughs> and that was the final performance. So yeah, That's fantastic. They expect that sort of fun stuff. No, but seriously though, at year 11, 17... Mm. For, you, for you to have the, the guile and the um, confidence mm. to, to say that at, on stage in front of a live audience yeah. and know that, number one, why it's funny. Yes. Because that is completely inappropriate. Completely. But for a 17-year-old to get that, yeah. I think is, is very cool. Thank you. Yeah, you've got points for that one, Danielle. <laughs> and the other Lori, the other Lori, what she did is before, because that's the scene where he they kiss for the first time. Sure. So the other Lori, um, she uh, reapplied her red lipstick right before going on stage. So when he kissed her, he came off with a big, big face of red lipstick. Ah, that's that's yeah. not very fair, Paul. Paul. Is it Jed? Is it the character's name? Judd? No, no. Judd Fry's the baddie. Ah. Cur- Curly's the goodie. Poor Curly. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Big so. red lips on Curly. So that was my musical that I got to be the lead lead, yeah, which then, was really exciting. And year 12? And year 12, they did two short musicals oh. um, because they had a whole heap of year 12 students who decided they suddenly want to be a part of the musical the final year. Okay. And um, the school really didn't even want to do one because, as most people probably understand, high school's it costs high schools a lot of money to put the musicals on for the kids. It's, yes. it's not a money-making endeavour at all. No. Um, and so we were really lucky. Miss Harding, one of the teachers there, knew how much the kids loved doing the musical and she made it happen. Yeah. Um, but I think because it was a bit of a late late kind of uh, decision. decision, they did two short musicals instead. So uh, I can't remember the On the f- same night? or Yeah, two- yeah. They both just went for 45 minutes. Oh, so you right. watched the first one. Had a break? And then had a break and then watched the next one. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so I think they both went for 45 minutes to an hour. Right, right. Yeah, so the first one, and I was the only girl who was in both because yeah. you were either in one or the other. Oh, you were the only girl mm-hmm. that got to be in both? Yeah. Uh, some of the boys crossed over and were in both because obviously there's less boys than girls. Of course. Um, so in the first one, I was the agent of the, cause it was set in like a fifties rock, fifties kind of rockabilly musical musical. And, uh, I was the agent of the, the guy who was like the Elvis in, in oh, that cool. musical. Yeah. Yeah. Elvis in, in, um, talking marks. Oh yeah. El- cause this is visual. <laughs> this, this is an audio medium. <laughs> like the Elvis style character. There you go. I was his, um, I was his, uh, the part I got. So it didn't actually have a song. It yeah. was just an acting part, which I was a bit bummed about. Sure. Um, and then I was only in that one. 
And then same thing that kind of happened with The Wizard of Oz. Uh, and it was only like three weeks before. Whoa. The guy who was meant to be playing the main one of the main parts in the other musical said, oh, I'm too busy, I can't do it. Three weeks in. Three uh, weeks. Before. Before the performance. Gosh. And they're kind of like, fuck, what are we going to do? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and luckily it was, a, it was a character that didn't have a love interest. Yeah. So they just asked me if, if I could do it. And I said, yeah, I, I can do that. Yeah. Of course I can do that. I didn't know if I could do that. Sure. I had three weeks to learn a whole play. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I did it. You did it. I did it. Yeah. Yeah, it was really exciting. That's great, So the, the character was the um, owner of a theatre in oh, the cool. 20s. It was called 45 Minutes from Broadway. Well, I guess you'd already learnt the lines for the, for the first one. You're like, well, that's easy. You don't even yep. have a song. Got yep. my lines down. I'm just going to cram this for the next three mm-hmm. weeks. And then that, that other one was great. I got a song. I got a dance. Oh, awesome. It was, it was lots of fun. Yeah. 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 So it was wow. good. Yeah. Really loved it. And then I even, I enjoyed music, doing musicals so much. I, I did do one out of, in the amateur Amateur world as well. Yes, you did. Fiddler on the Roof. I did. Who were you in Fiddler on the Roof? Because I um, genuinely can't remember. Okay, so initially, again, I've got the fill-in blues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great, I like initially, that. Initially, I was just cast in the chorus. Sure, yeah. I was just a daughter in the city of Anatevka. Anatevka. Anatevka, yeah, I was just a daughter. So, you know, in the opening in the opening part, I was part of the daughters and I sang the daughters part. Sure, and then yeah. I was just Great part. coming and going. And um, again... What I don't know what happened because the girl who got cast as Grandma Zytel, who is the ghost who visits Tevye in his dream. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The girl who got cast as her was still doing it, but for some reason, I think maybe they were concerned about her getting to all the performances or her reliability. Oh. And so it was like the week before. The performances. Sure. They they auditioned everyone who wanted to try for it. And um, I was lucky enough to get it. They gave everyone 24 hours to learn learn the song. Because it's really just the one song where you come off, you sing the song and you get off. That's it. And, um, and I got it. And I did it, again, alternating. I think there was like maybe eight, eight to ten performances. And I did either four or five of them. Wow. Yeah. And she showed up to the other ones. Yeah, and and I don't know why she couldn't do the other ones. It was a mystery. Because she was at all the performances. Yeah, right. And the performances she didn't do Grandma's Idol, she was, was there the and just part of the chorus. That is weird. So I don't know I don't know why that happened. But again, yeah, just last minute feeling change over, yeah. Change over and you know, you Well you don't know what was going on. Maybe she just said, Look, you know, I don't think I am a bit nervous. I don't think I want to do all of them. Could be give it to someone else. I don't Could want have to stuff been it ill. Up. Maybe yeah, you don't Not know. have the stamina to get through it all. I have two fond memories of that time when you were in that musical because that was when we, we knew each other a couple of mm-hmm, years into mm-hmm. our, our relationship. Um, and that was at the end of it because you were grandma's idol and they had all those gravestones. Yeah, we still have them. We still have them. I was like, mm-hmm. I'll put them in the back of the uh, the Ford station wagon that mm. I had at the time. And we get them out every Halloween. So we do. Yeah, they're sitting on the deck right now. And the other fond memory, I don't know if you remember this, but at the end of the bump out when we were in the theatre, I was raveling up all the leads. Yeah, you were kind enough to help. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know. Help pack up. I was yeah. at every performance and I, I, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to help rung up the leads. And so I'm doing the leads and as a muso, as a good muso, 
musos do. I'm, I'm doing them nice and neatly, and mm-hmm. then I'm tying a little a, a t- uh, you know, knot in them and then putting them in a pile. And then the soundie comes up to me and goes, who did all these leads over here in this pile here? I'm like, I, I, I did. I did. And he goes, they're great. <laughs> You're a musician. Yeah, mate. Oh, yep. brilliant. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, I always felt chuffed about that. And, yeah. then, and ever since then, I've been quite proud of my uh, lead rolling abilities. Mm. Um, and so that love for musical theatre obviously went on into um, uh, your 20s when you uh, became – uh, you know, left high school. Mm-hmm. So straight out of high school, I actually did a certificate of musical theatre through mm-hmm. Box Hill Tape. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just an evening, an evening course. It wasn't yeah. like a full time thing. I think it was just two two nights a week for three and a half, four hours. So were you doing that when we met? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was doing that when we met. There you go. So and I used to to get to that to Box Hill. This is to get to Box Hill because I worked. I lived in Greensboro. I worked at Ferguson Player in Northland. Northlands, yes. And two nights a week I was doing this certificate in Box Hill and I didn't drive a car. Not yet, no. <laughs> didn't even have my learners. <laughs> um, so I would catch the bus from home to work in Northland and then I would have to catch a bus, a train and another bus out to Box Hill yeah. to get to uni. Yeah, Two yep. nights a week after work. And then my mum would pick me up. But she's like, you have to get yourself there. Mm. And then she would pick me up to bring me home. Because it was too late to be travelling that late back. at night. Mum didn't want me travelling public transport that late at night. So but she she's like, you you've got to find your own way there. Yeah. Where was it yep. again? Sorry, Box Hill. Box Hill. So Northland to Box Hill. Yeah. It's a bus, a train and a bus. Yeah. There's yeah. really no direct route there on public transport. Even no. to this day, you no, probably still, still have to do the same Yeah, you'd have to do thing. the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you wanted to do it. You were passionate I about was, it. I was, and I You're really like, I enjoyed it. I study this and, you know. I did. And yeah. I had to, you had to audition for it. Yeah, You had yeah. to audition and I auditioned for it. Mm. And um, I really enjoyed it. And at the end, we put on a little bit of a, we do, you do like a performance. A little bit of a performance. A little bit of a performance at the end. And um, I really enjoyed it. A funny story about that performance. Go on then. <laughs> funny story. <laughs> so we did the performance for two nights. For two nights. And and um, I don't know if you came to both nights or not. So I was part of the singing because we'd met by then. Yes. We had met by then. Yes. And so. It was very early in very our relationship early. though. And it, I did a monologue and I did, uh, did part of the singing, like we did musical numbers together. Yeah. And so everyone's backstage while some people come out and sing and other people do their monologues and, and stuff like that. And anyway, um just before the performance was about to start, I went to the toilet because, mm. you know, nervous wee before you go on stage. 100%, still do it. And um, I'm pulling, this is back in the days when I used to wear G-strings. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'm pulling my undies up and my, my G-string broke. Completely broke. Broke. It must have been a thin G-string. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and yeah, so I, I had to perform with no undies. It was, it was completely, you had no undies on. No undies on, just, just my pants. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, I was just pulling it up and it just snapped. It, it just snapped. broke. Wow. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? You've got to go on. There's no undies. Show, show must go on. Show must go on. Just go on commando. Lucky you weren't doing any kind of dancing. No, no. <laughs> it was mainly, it, it, yeah, the dancing wasn't a big part of that course. It was mainly the acting and the singing. Yeah, right. And I passed. So between the two people sitting in the room, mm. you were the only one that can say 
that you've done a performance with no undies. Because <laughs> I've always had my undies on. Yeah, well, maybe if your G-string broke, yeah. you would have performed without undies too. I would have had to have then, yeah, yeah. Yep. It reminds me of that scene in um, uh, Rockstar where Jennifer Aniston is talking to the – they're backstage uh, at the um, the tribute show that they're putting on to Still Dragon mm-hmm. and they're pulling the undies up and you could tell that one of them still got undies. So she goes with some scissors and just snaps the undies yeah. off it. I love that movie. So underrated. Such a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah really Rockstar. great movie. Well, there you go. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and so – you're going to um, musical theatre school in Box mm-hmm, Hill. Mm-hmm. You're smashing out the the work at um, Ferguson Play. You're there most most days a week, I believe. Yeah, back yeah. then, when you first left school, dating you, and you 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 you, you turn um, uh, eighteen in your senior year, or do you turn eighteen in in the, f- the year that you leave? No, I turned eighteen at high school. At high school, so you're already so the year nineteen. After high school, I turned nineteen. No, the after high school, you turned 19. Yes. So when we met, you were actually 18. I was 18 when we met. Wow. Okay. So I was so still 18 when we first started dating. When we first started dating for the first three months or maybe two months because we started dating. We didn't dating start dating until the start of May. May so about six weeks. Our first day was to go see. Take the clothes. Look at me like session. I don't. There it is. Do you remember? It's midnight session. You came to pick me up. I did. I, I did. Know, and I you was were such so a nervous. You, you backed your car into the gutter. I did. <laughs> <laughs> coming out of the gutter, coming out of the driveway, reversing out, mm-hmm. and I was looking back, and it was it was dark. It was, it was dark. a midnight screening, so yeah. we we're probably leaving around you, eleven o'clock. Pick, but no, I think you picked me up about. 10 or oh, we 10 30 because we went to the pancake parlor yeah. first. But we've, we've, we've skipped over the whole meeting story, the cute meet. How did we cute meet? The romantic well, well, comedy uh, it story. Was my, my friend Julianne's 18th birthday. It was, yeah. Yeah, and she'd been having afternoon drinks at the Greensboro pub and uh, decided to huh. carry the party on to Ricochet. Right. So by the time we got to Ricochet, we were fairly sourced. Pretty sourced. So it wasn't actually her party. It was just her birthday. And she no, decided- that was that was what she did for her party. Oh, so she had she had drinks at Greensboro Hotel during the yeah, afternoon for at her the party. Pub, yeah, and then everyone who wanted to kick on went to Ricochet. Went to Ricochet, but not everybody. No, and then after Ricochet, we went back to her house. You did, yeah. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Mm. But in between that and that, you came to Ricochet and you saw, and and there was a cover band playing. A cover band. And what do drunk girls do when they see cover bands? I don't know. What do they do? They go up to them and say. You need to say happy birthday to my best friend. It's her birthday today. <laughs> Drunk girls do say that. Woo! You were a woo girl, weren't you, back then? I was a woo girl. Big time woo girl. How I met um, your mother style. So you said happy birthday to Julianne for me. Happy birthday Over to... Mike. Who was it? Julianne. Okay, next song, boys. What are we doing? And uh, That was our very first encounter. Yeah, and then I asked you to play the DX theme song. The DX theme song. Now, behind us, we have a, a quite a collection of wrestling figures, and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I do have. Yeah, I have DX um, represented right there in yep. the bone crunching yep. era, you actually. X-Park. X-Park, China, Triple H. Though I must admit I preferred X-Park as six in WCW. Is that is that six up there in NWO, um, X-Park? Yeah, that would be that. Would be that. Oh, Merry Christmas. He wasn't, he you wasn't, can have him. He wasn't X-Park. Should we unbox WCW? him right no, now? No, no, no. Let's no, unbox no. him. No, I don't want to unbox him. No, no, if you if you take him out of his original packaging, he won't be worth as much. 
No, but this is yours, so you can decide. Do you want to keep him in the package, or should we do a live unboxing on the Art of Touring for episode ninety nine? No. Your favourite wrestler? Are we want... unboxing this elite figure? No. No, you think maybe X Park might come down and you can he can sign that for you? Yeah, he might have his puppy dog with him and everything. All right, well maybe before, but he might have his puppy. Look, he dog. had an Axel Rose bandana and everything. No wonder I loved him. There you go. Look at him. We'll have to use this in the promo for this week's episode. Maybe. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll leave him there. <laughs> How did we get on to that? Yeah, so we were talking about the DX theme, theme song. song. Yeah. And can I take over now for a moment? Sure, sure. So this girl gets on stage. On stage. On the stage. Complete confidence, no yeah. problems, jumps up on no stage. No boundaries. And says, can I? Um, can you play the D-Generation X theme song? And I said, no, we can't, but that is an awesome request. And I turned to the drummer and said, get with this. Guess what this chick just requested he's like what i'm like the dx theme song <laughs> degeneration x is like he, his eyes bugged out of his head because he was a fan he was a fan as well because mm. i that's because i knew he was into the wrestling as i was so i knew yeah. he would appreciate that this girl requested this and i'm pretty sure you even sang better man with me i did then at the end of the night <laughs> I, I jumped up and sang better man with you no boundaries oh my god yeah. i'm like yeah this this bird is fantastic and then and then i was gone from your life you disappeared. I disappeared. For like two weeks. Three. Maybe three Three, three weeks. weeks. And then Amy. Because I was there every Saturday mm-hmm. night and this, mm-hmm. where's this girl with the chuppa chup? And then uh, my friend, um, yeah, that's right. I had a chuppa chup at the end of the night after singing Better Man and I asked you, actually while we were singing Better Man, I had the chuppa chup. Yeah. And I asked you if you wanted some and you were like, I'm in the middle of singing a song right now. Maybe later. Maybe later. And you did. You you had a you had some of my lollipop. That one night. That night, yeah, you did. On the dance floor. Mm. And you know what was probably playing? Um, that I see you looking at me. I can tell <laughs> by your eyes that you're feeling me. And I really want you to get close to me. So won't you dance with me? Dance with me. My chop tops in the pocket. Yeah. It was either that one or Fat Man Scoop. Fat Man Scoop. That's the one that I was thinking of. Fat Man Scoop. Brooklyn Clare. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that DJ oh, was predictable every week. Yeah, it was the same tune. I still love that music too, well, by I mean, the way. Come on. Very fond, so very fun. fond memories of that time in my low, life. Low, low, low. Was that one of them as well? Yeah, oh, that low. came a little bit later. A little bit later, yeah, yeah. That came a little bit later, but it fits in with that in kind that of music. Era, yeah, yeah. So then about three weeks later, um, my friends Julianne and Amy sure. were at my house. Yeah. And we're like, what are we going to do tonight? Because we didn't really like going into the city. We didn't really like clubs. Yeah. The club scene, that wasn't really our vibe. And I said to Jules, well, there was that band at Ricochet that night of your birthday. Why don't we go back? Why don't we go back and see them? Yeah. And so we did. Yeah. And you were playing. And nothing happened. No. Three weeks I went back. Three weeks. In a row. In a row. After that week as well. After that week. And then I went and found you and I said... I just wanted to let you know I'm not going to be here next week because I'm babysitting. Right, yes. I went, you to, said I went that. to tell you. I was out on the couches at that point and, after and the you gig. were like, oh, why don't I grab your number? <laughs> and maybe we can do something at another time. Hey. And so I gave you my number. You did straight up gave me the number. Yeah. I mean, I didn't ask on the first night. That's ridiculous. No, but- no. But you oh, also yeah. didn't ask. 
the uh, second or, or the, the third. third. No, and you know why. Well, I know why. But our listeners don't, so let no. me I- explain. Um, every time I was trying to be uh, chivalrous and a gentleman, because whenever she did say goodbye, I couldn't get her on her own because she had a girlfriend, Julianne, with her most of those nights. So I, I never had the opportunity, and she finally said goodbye to me. Because that's that's when you do it at the end of the night. You know yeah. Because if I got shot down and then you're still in the room, weird. that's awful. Oh, but awkward. if it's the end of the night, I know you're leaving and you're going to shoot yeah. me down at least. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, well, she's left. I can feel bad without her being around. Yeah. <laughs> and then you didn't even call me. You texted me. I did. You texted me. I te- I, there was actually text on the phone. Back in 2001. Do you like Star Wars? I'm like, I love Star Wars. Star Wars. I remember when I, I texted you. I love Star Wars. I grew up with Star Wars. Yeah. And I was like, would you want to see the midnight screening to see Attack of the Clones? Sure. Why not? Why not? That was the first date. And then the date. rest is history. As they say. As they say. Fantastic. Mm. Um, and so when we met, you're obviously pursuing um, music uh, at the musical theatre course in Box Hill. Yes. Um, and uh, the following year, you did the, the play, uh, the musical for um, Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof. Yep. And then I auditioned for a cabaret show for down in like Sunshine Way. I some remember, yeah. place down that way. And the guy was really nice when he called me to tell me I didn't get it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, he actually said to me, he said, you've, you've got a really lovely voice. He's like, but you, you can't dance. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, but he was really he was really nice. Yeah. And, um, and he gave you honest feedback. He gave me honest feedback and he yeah. told me what he liked about my voice, what I needed to improve on, and he also told me the, the main reason you're not suitable is because you can't, you can't dance. And so I... Started dancing at the tender age of 21. Yeah. I did ballet, started ballet lessons um, at the edge down in Elfham. you love the ballet. Oh, I love it and I love watching. I love watching the ballet. But you and love after doing it as well. doing ballet, you can appreciate how effortless they make it look. Because it's difficult. It's so hard. And um, I then I actually did a year of full-time dancing. Yeah. Did a year of full-time dancing through the edge, which wasn't just ballet. It was... Ballet, jazz, tap, musical theatre, class, uh, uh, was it uh, lyrical, contemporary. That's, contemporary what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm looking for, contemporary. Um, yeah, and that was great. Hip-hop. So Hip-hop. And oh, Phil. Phil, he was a great hip-hop teacher. He was great. He was really lovely, really yeah. encouraging. I remember going up to him after one class and going, Phil, I'm having a bit of, bit of, bit of trouble with the, with the hip and the hop. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really working for me because, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm white. Very white. Yeah, you're a glow worm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and just I, I just don't have that innate rhythm in me. Sure. For yeah. that kind of movement. Movement. And also, like if if you're not if you haven't been dancing since you were little, and you're doing a lot of this stuff for the first time, it's really hard because yeah. for hip hop and that your body needs to be very loose and very uh, isolated for all the the different movements. But yet in our in Ballet, it needs to be all very uh, structured and disciplined and, and, yeah. and held. And then in tap dancing, your ankles need to be really loose so that your feet can move to make the tap noises. But then right. to do your ballet, the ankles need to be strong and stiff. And so it's a very, it's actually a very conflicting, conflicting time to learn all those different disciplines and in the switch, one year. Switch between and them. switch between them. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be very versatile and open to um, figuring mm. all that out and, and muscle memory, changing the muscle memory every time you work into the room. Yeah. Must be difficult. Yeah, so that was really fun. We did um, did a couple of um, really great performances with that, though. Um, we Our mid-year performance was really, really fun. I remember one of the, one of the uh, routines we did 
called The Favourite Son, um, we actually learnt the choreography off a video. Right. Off a video. Yeah. So the the uh, man who was uh, running our course, um, he's actually gone on to have a very successful um, dance academy in, I think, Port Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Patrick Studios Australia. He's done really, really well for himself, and and so he should. He was an excellent teacher and a and a very um a very encouraging, but but very um very disciplined in his way. Like he wanted the best. Sure, yeah. You, you had to work. Yeah. So even if you were getting it wrong, if he could see you were working, he was, you know, Fair. he was nice. Yeah. About it. But if you weren't working, like I remember if girls, if he could tell the girls were fading a bit in class and he'd ask them if they'd eaten breakfast and if they hadn't eaten breakfast, he'd be like, well, get out and go and eat something. You can't work if you haven't eaten. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like stuff like that. Like like tough love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He gave, he he was a tough, tough love. Haven't eaten breakfast. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's dealing with a bunch of, you know, girls who are 18, 19, 20. Yeah. And they want to stay thin or whatever. Yeah. So they're thinking they don't skipping want to eat a breakfast. meal. They don't realize how important that food is. is. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so he was working with one group of girls and then he had this video of this, uh, this song that he'd done. And yeah, so we learned this, this song off this, uh, this routine off a of video. It was really fun. It was all like hand clapping and like you sat on the side of the stage and it was all like clapping oh, your hands I remember and that kicking one. your legs. And yeah, yeah. It was, it was a really fun, it was a really fun routine where you sure. just got to let your personality shine a bit, shine, shine through. And, I really enjoyed that. And you met some lifelong friends at that course. I did. Beck and Little Beck Tameka. and Tamika. Yeah, they, yep. they, they were your um, uh, uh, groomsmen, bridesmaids. They were my bridesmaids at your wedding. Yeah, to you, to the Sis, or yeah. to Davo, to Davo, as you yeah. um, as you know me. Yeah, two lifelong friends that I got from that. And so we'll kind of fast forward to 2009, you know, we, we, we courted for quite a while. Mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. we took ourselves overseas. Um, we did. We, uh, did. We, we went over to uh, the, uh, Europe and the UK and, and we went to America mm-hmm. and Singapore the and the Caribbean, the Maldives. The, the Maldives. Um, and um, I just wanted to ask you about that time in our lives, mm-hmm. um, specifically um, the trip to the States. Yes. Where your partner had this ridiculous idea to bring a guitar on a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. What was your memory of that time? (laughs) Uh, Well, it was, uh, you had a road case. I did. Like a big, like big. Giant Giant steel. heavy steel case so that acoustic guitar could not get broken in transit. 100%. And... We had booked to dr- hire a car to drive from LA to Vegas. Yeah, we did. We hired a convertible. Didn't we? <laughs> so cool. <laughs> this big case will fit in the boot. And when we got to the hire car place, it didn't really fit very well. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I spent the whole four hour drive from LA to Vegas with the, the seat pushed as far forward as possible. Oh, you did? Because yeah. I had to drive. Because you drove. And so it had to go behind your seat. It was seat. behind my seat, sticking oh, upright behind my seat. And because we couldn't put the hood up, because yeah. it, was, it was really sunny and hot. Yeah, because it's the I desert. Had, but I had the shade from the guitar case. Oh, you so did? I was fine. <laughs> you got burnt. You're, you had like the, the T-shirt tan. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I remember at the pool just feeling yeah. so silly. Yeah. Because I had these... <laughs> <laughs> these like really dark forearms. Dark, dark forearms and these and wide really as a ghost arm, yeah. like upper arms. My yeah. gosh. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. And then um, 
we also wandered before we left LA to go to Vegas. We wandered around LA trying to find an open mic night. We did. Which we never found. We never found. We found some nice cheesecake. Yeah. And a, and a rude people that looked at me like I was bringing in a gun. Because yeah, well, I had because my in America, case. that's what a gun case looks like. I guess, but like it was a little bit like, isn't this LA? Isn't there like creative types everywhere? Wouldn't people be bringing their guitar cases Apparently in here not. all the time? But yeah, no, those, those people weren't happy with us at all. And um, then in New York. Ah, New York. (laughs) You found an open mic night. Finally found one and it was a disaster. It was awful. Yeah. Like we can look back on it now and laugh, but in that moment it was just... What a waste of a night. We could have done something more fun, you know. Yeah. But, you know, look, we were there for quite a while, so we did kind of, um, you know, we saw some great live music. Yes. Um, while Rockwood we were there. Musical. Rockwood Music Hall. Rockwood Music Hall. And we got mm-hmm. to meet, uh, well, not we didn't really meet, we, we bought their CD afterwards, but we got to see them play live. White Horse. White Horse. And they're both oh. one of our favourite artists to this day. Yes. Yep. Yep. And, um, and... I do one of their covers at every one of my shows. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there uh, we got to see Letterman. Yeah, and, we did. Um, and we saw Daniel Radcliffe. He was amazing in, um, how, in how to, to succeed, succeed in, business in business without really trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to see him up close and live. Yeah, singing and dancing. Singing and dancing, man. Um, and that was really good because I don't think he's done a musical again since then. I think Is that, that right? was, I think, from memory. Yeah. Listen, like thinking about a podcast I listened to him do. I think he only did the one. Yeah, right. Um, but then, silver lining, actually bringing the guitar paid off down in Florida. Yes, it did, didn't it? It did. Because if I didn't have it, I wouldn't have been able to um, play for the Club Med band and yes. find out about that gig, which yes. was which was life changing. Which was when we got to that next year, we yeah. got to spend a month living in paradise. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Turks and Caicos in the Caribbean. Turks and Caicos in the Caribbean. If you've never been and you've got the um, the means, I, I suggest go. you go out of touring listeners mm-hmm. um, because it li- literally is heaven on earth. I think so amazing. It rained once for about 45 minutes for the whole month that we were there. Yeah. It rained one time. And we were there from the 27th of December. Something like that. Till the 28th of January. Yeah. So we were there in their winter. In their winter, and it was perfect. It was just so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Like, and the the sand was just so white and soft, and the water was warm, and yeah. So at just, that point, yeah. being married to a musician was a good thing. At that point, <laughs> <laughs> can we now kind of switch it around? Tell us a story about when being married to a musician who's chasing his dream for twenty. Years. Mm-hmm. What, what is what is the one of the negative aspects of that being being the supporting wife? I think with any kind of creative pursuit that someone has to do, there has to be a, a level of selfishness involved for yeah. the person pursuing. Yes, and that is what's the hardest thing to to deal with because yeah. that that's always being put first. Sure. Yeah. 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 So. Um, not want to rehash, you know, pick at old scabs and wounds. <laughs> um, but you know, when the, the twins were only five months old, yeah, you, you went up to Sydney for five days. I did, yes, and like that's something I've apologized. You have apologized for, for many, many times. Yes, but it, I do see how that was ridiculous. And um, yeah, I yeah. actually, I actually, I had to go and move in with your mum for that week. Yeah, because I couldn't handle it on my own. No, you couldn't do it because I'd only recently. They were five months old. I, 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 
I had only recently come out of the mother baby unit. Yeah. From um, being so desperately ill from not sleeping. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I I I suffered uh they called it maternal exhaustion. Is that what the official title of That's of... that's what they said. They they yeah, said you're right. suffering maternal exhaustion. Maternal exhaustion. Like I think it's just exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, lack of but sleep. The reason why I wasn't sleeping was because yeah, um, twins. Yeah, twins. Crazy, yeah, right? Yeah, twins. Um and but then even when they were older, like when you were you would go away for yeah. you know even just a weekend here or there, it's it's hard because while you're off in your own world doing your own thing, yep. you know, the, 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 the loved ones are still at home going going through the everyday stuff. Yeah, and I'm not there. No. Not there to help. Not there for me to bitch at and, yeah. you know, commiserate with and, sure. and lean on. Yeah. yeah, and I think in my mind, the way I justified it then, which mm. I see is completely flawed now, yeah. is that I thought, well, it's only once a month. What's she? What's she worried about? She can deal yeah. with it for just a but weekend a month. Now the now the girls are nearly six. Now the girls are nearly six. Mm. And um, through this podcast, That's lots of weekends that you've missed. It is. It is. Yeah. And through this podcast, I've spoken to a lot of people with um, with family. And uh, being touring musicians, mm. it's tough on relationships. It is. Some of those relationships haven't lasted. No. You know, some of them have and some of them haven't. And um, I think it, credit to you, Danielle, for sticking by such a, a pig-headed creative <laughs> dickhead that's like, <laughs> oh, I want to go sing in bands. Well, I've got kids as well. Though. Oh, whatever. They'll be right. <laughs> They'll still be there when I come back. They'll still be there, you know. But I think, um, all joking aside, I, I do want to put on record that um, Danielle has been the most supportive life partner, wife, mother um, that I could ever hope for. And I, I think what people need to understand too is it's not just being supportive of saying, yeah, you can go away, right? So there's that four, five-day period that you're away, yeah, okay? Yeah, And I'm like, yeah, go. I'll deal with whatever I have to deal with at home. Sure. But there's also that one or two nights a week when you're out of the house at rehearsal. Yes, there's that's – yes. the fiscal – element to it the yes. money going out of our coffers into the band into the bands so money that could be put towards family Tool stuff and, yeah. is is not is putting towards creative so, stuff that may never come and most likely doesn't come back no no it doesn't. When it's an original project which is most yeah. of them always are yeah so yeah. it's it's not just being supportive of when the person goes away mm. like that that level of support in helping that person uh at uh, chase or achieve or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a weekly support. It's, it's a, a daily support. It's, it's a multi-layered not just, support. Yeah, it's not just taking a day off work so you can leave early to go to the gig. That's right. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's changing what night you go to the gym so that you can go to rehearsal. It's not going to the gym at all that week so you can go, go to, to rehearsal. rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of sacrifices on the partner's part. Mm. I'm not saying there's not sacrifices on the um, performer's part either, but because you're looking at it only from what you need to get the show to get, together, to get your show together, or to get what you want to do. Yeah, um, that's in that way. The performer mm, kind of does have blinders. They on. have complete blinders, complete yeah. tunnel vision. Yeah, can't, we're talking can't about see me. Anything, the, you know, just so we're putting see. it in terms of the performer, but basically yeah. talking about me yeah. and other performers as yes, well. Yes, of course, of yeah, course. Yeah, and yeah. I mean that's partly one of the reasons why uh, after I did my 
musical theatre stuff, aside from the fact that I, I really felt, and I don't see this to be, to have platitudes and stuff, I really didn't feel that I was good enough to, to pursue it professionally anyway. Sure, yeah. Um, but you have to be a very selfish person to pursue any kind of artistic, creative um, as as a as a job as a, as a means of living. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, to not have a like, I mean, you have a day job. I do. Right. I do. So I was trying to wear all the hats. You were trying to wear all the hats. You can't wear them all. They can't fall wear off. them all. They fall. They off. Fall <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, you know, and yeah. and. Yeah, it's a, it's it's you you do need to have a certain level of of selfishness, and I don't yeah. mean that in a mean way. No, no, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, and you listen to I listen to a mm. lot of podcasts with um, with musicians and actors, and it's always very much uh, a, a very uh, solo pursuit. Yes, you know, they leave home and they're by themselves, and their relationships yep. are pretty much second mm. because um, their creative pursuits, acting, singing, whatever it yep. may be, mm-hmm. is first. Yes, you know. Um, and when we met, I was still finding myself as a musician. Yeah, you know, I did the pass outs for ten years, joined another mm. band. You know when the girls were born, which were which were, t- were turned out to being a touring band, which I'd never mm. experienced before. Yeah, um, and I thought, well, I don't want to miss out on that. Um, but at the same time, it was like, what am I doing? I should be spending more time at home. Um, and mm. it's only now, over the last you know couple of years, where I've seen how detrimental that was to our kind of home life. Yeah, where I, I figured, like you know, was it completely worth it? Yeah, I got to play some cool shows and I got to see parts of Australia I'd never seen before. Mm. But at the end of the day, I can't get that time back with my kids. No, you all know? with me, all with all with my beautiful wife. So again, I'd like to put on record that um, <laughs> I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you. And it's it's it hasn't gone unnoticed that mm. how supportive you are. Um, Switching gears a little bit yeah, um, to lighten it up before we finish up, because we have been talking for about an hour or so now. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's about an hour there and five go. minutes so far, which is a great, um, a great length for, for the old podcast on the Art of Touring. There you go. Um, you're looking at your phone there. Were there any other little, little stories you wanted to share oh, with the I was just Art looking, of Touring listeners? I was just looking at that, that time that, that for some reason you and I got asked to judge a karaoke competition. We did? Yeah, yeah, out at <laughs> some pool hall in Tullamarine. Oh, really? You don't remember that? Hit me with the details. And, it might come um, back to me. Well, we, we got asked to judge this karaoke competition, so we had to pick the winners. Oh. And, um, and yeah, we judged it, and it was fun, but the girl who got up and sang first, she, <laughs> it was a communal microphone. I think you're remembering this story now. No. It was a communal microphone and the girl who got up and sang first like had this massive cold sore. Oh, really? Yeah, and I rem- and that was when you leaned over and said to me and you're like that's always why I use my own mic. Really? I said that. Yeah, because huh. you you I mean and I mean I know you get cold sores yourself, so you also if you have an active one you don't want to pass that on to people. No, you're going to be considerate. But, you know, all it takes is one little bit of that onto the microphone and someone else to touch it. Oh, yeah. But I remember the the girl who won, she sang an Evanescence song. Yes. She she nailed it. She did? She nailed it. Wow. Her, look, looking back, in my memory, her performance was a little stiff, <laughs> <laughs> but she sang every note perfectly. It was yeah, listening right. as if Evanescence was because this is when Evanescence was big. So she nailed too. it, nailed yeah. it. Um, and then the guy who came second sang some like fun rock song. 
I can't, I can't even right. remember. Do you remember? It, it was like um, you and put those old records yeah, off the shelf. Yeah, and he was so animated and he was so much fun to watch. And they were actually surprised that we voted him second um, because the girl who came third – Technically, she was a better singer. Yes. But his performance was just so much fun. And at the end of the day, it's a karaoke it's competition. It's a karaoke competition. Not a singing exactly. competition. And, and it was only the first two people that got through to the next round. Yes. Yeah. but That's right. I think yeah. it was because we were doing a gig down there. Oh, I've got no idea. And they said, oh, we've got a karaoke night. We need guests, uh, you know. Judges. Um, judges. You're mm. a singer. Do you think you could judge the singers? I'm like, yeah, my wife could do it too. You know, she's... um. I was a singing teacher. Singing teacher. I did. A vocalist as mm. well herself in her own right. Yep. Fantastic story. Yeah. Um, I actually I actually learnt to sing off one of your past guests. G- yes. Yeah. yeah. G Marco. G Marco. Yeah. yeah. How did you? How did? I think him. Through I the asked edge. him. It was through yeah. the edge. See, so, we, we never. I tried to ask him, but I mm, think it got glazed so over. So tell us how you met G before we finish up. I initially got taught by his wife Stephanie. Steph. Through the, the edge. Through the edge. She would come to the edge and you mm. would get lessons by... At the edge, by oh, her. And right. then he filled in for her, I think, when she couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then um, that was when they had started the Joa Steele method of teaching. Yes. And then I did a few courses through them. And um, then I, I think I passed... I know I passed something... And then I, when you stopped teaching at Main Street Music, mm. you gave me your old students at Main Street Music. I did, yeah. And so I taught singing at Main Street Music for a couple of years. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Mm. Yeah, but that was how that was how I met G. That and, was how And you then met I him. used to actually drive out when they what, moved out Box Hills, I think, uh, out or? past Surrey Hills. Surrey Hills, yeah. yeah and yeah. I used to go out there and get lessons too. I, I used think to love I went getting there my singing once lessons. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed getting lessons. Lovely, lovely people. Mm. Yeah, really lovely people. No, we really can't say teachers. any any uh, bad things about um, G and Stephanie. They're no. a fantastic couple. They were really sweet. They let us nick their, their wedding invite idea for our wedding oh, invite. Oh, we did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we asked though. We didn't just nick it, we asked. Yeah, we, ch- we, we cheekily said, yeah. hey, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Can, can we borrow it? We're yeah. Like, yeah, of course you can. The combination. Yeah. Well, we, let's let's touch on our wedding before we um we, we we finish up. I think that's a good story to end on. Mm-hmm. Um, the wedding in two thousand and nine. What a magical day! Magical. You know, we we. Uh, I looked amazing. You looked ridiculously amazing. It I was, put I put some effort in. Well, you should. It's your wedding day. Um, no, I just remember um, you know writing a tune for you to. Um, you, you wrote know, me pro- a tune to propose. Propose. Yeah. And, and then you um, kept the chorus. If people haven't heard the story, it's a pretty funny story. Um, I'd, I'd written this song, and and it wasn't unheard of that I would bring my guitar everywhere when we were in our twenties. Because no, so you weren't thrown by that. You're like, okay, Dave's just brought mm-hmm. his guitar to the Crown Casino for this weekend because he's an idiot and he has to bring his guitar everywhere. Even he probably won't even play it. Yeah, you know, he just has to be in the bedroom because he only might write a song. You know, so <laughs> this is what you're thinking, right? Yeah, and so. Our tradition back then and is now even when we get to go away on a weekend away. Straight is to the pool. Straight to the pool. Straight to the pool. You know, you, you check in early, two, three o'clock and get to the pool. Have a swim. Have a little swim. Go back, have a nap. Have go a nap. Dinner. Go out to dinner and, you know, the night is yours after that. So that's what Danielle was thinking we were going to do. Mm. But I had a plan. You did. To, and I was trying to thwart it without even realising. You were thwarting my proposal plans. <laughs> I'd written this fun little ditty to propose to you. You had. 
band. And I brought this, this, the guitar with me and I said, hey, babe, before we go up to the pool, mm-hmm. um, I've got this song I want to throw at you. Just tell me if you like it. And you're like, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I want to listen. I don't want to listen. listen right now. I want to go to the pool. Yeah. And I was determined. I'm like, no, babe, seriously, I want to uh, play this song and I need your feedback on yeah. it. And so I sat down in a huff. In a half. Crossed my arms. On the edge of the bed. And said, fine, hurry up. Fine, hurry up. Now, if that's not a tough crowd, <laughs> ladies and gents, I don't know what is. That's a tough crowd. I would rather play to a bunch of <laughs> Melbourne drunkards with their arms crossed and try to win them over as opposed to my future bride. Um, in this moment, but I persevered mm-hmm. and I, I started playing the tune and, and event uh, slowly but surely it kind of dawned on you that the lyrical content was a proposal. It was. Because it I woven was. the melody and the lyrics into the song. Yeah, yeah. And um, the uh, the tears started flowing pretty, they did. pretty quick. They did. And I, I got one down on one knee. After, after I got down on one knee mm-hmm. after the song had finished and proposed to you. And um, I think I had to ask you, uh, again, if you if that was a yes, because it was all just crying. It at was that all point. just crying. <laughs> I could. It was all just crying. I couldn't hear a yes. I needed that 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 classic yes, you know, yes. from the movie, and yeah. um, and there we there we have it. And so, and as you said, that song formed a, a track that I, I I later recorded for mm-hmm. my first band, The Pass Out. Um, it was on the EP Choose Your Helmet. Um, if there's any family listening, you probably have that CD in your CD collection. Maybe my mum has the motorcycle helmet. The motorcycle helmet. That's that was the idea behind the. EP, 100 copies, 25 copies of each helmet. Do you, do you still have one of each helmet? I've got one of each helmet, I believe. There was a Stormtrooper helmet, the uh, mm-hmm. Viking helmet, the Stack Hat, and the Motorcycle, motorcycle helmet, helmet. Yeah. which is like the one from The Late Show. With The Late Show, yeah, mm-hmm. the D-Generation Late Show. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that was, song was called How Long, and... Um, at that point in 2009, we had recorded the song and it became a song in the live set. I'd been playing it for a couple of years on the live yes. Melbourne scene in, yep. uh, in Melbourne. And um, and I said to the band that night, Spoonful, who yes. um, I'd only met a couple of years prior in my first my first gig. They were kind enough to, to, to play, at our, play wedding, at our wedding, which was really great because I don't do weddings that often. No. And um, got up there and, and, and sang it to you um, on our wedding day. You did. Which was really cool, you know, a yeah. bit of a full circle moment. Yeah. You, you yeah. Know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an idiot. Fantastic. That was good oh, fun. Danielle, it's been so great to talk to you, you know, without the twins interrupting us every five seconds. Well, because, yeah, Cordy would just be saying, Mom, Mom, Mom. And I'd be like, yes, Cordy, what is it? Um... I don't know. I just wanted to interrupt. I just want to interrupt you because, you know, I'm, your attention's I'm, not on me. I am. I'm five, almost six. I want all the attention. Yeah. So it was really great to or talk to you. Or getting subtly kicked. Right? Just just kicking. Just just kick me inside. Man, Why they, not? They kept kicking the back of my seat tonight on the way home. Yeah. She just wouldn't stop. It's like yeah. a annoying kid on a plane or something. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. The joys of parenthood, guys. Yeah, get it's amongst it. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. They're, they're really they're all joking, all joking they? aside. Oh, gosh, they're so gorgeous. You wouldn't choose not to do it. Any past guests who have been lucky enough to meet the the twins and and my yeah, my wife, um, you you'll, you'll you'll know, um, you know, and the cats in the little homestead here in Epping, um, in our toy covered lounge room. Yeah, they're everywhere. Um, and they're not all mine. They're mostly their girls. Yeah, toys as well. Um, now we didn't open up a figure, but we will feature this figure in in the promo for no, the we're episode. Not that up. We won't open it up. Um, I don't think we need to open up a figure. I, I think the um, the audio um, so far has been fantastic. 
fantastic. Thanks. And um, again, I thank you so much for being guest 99. Isn't that in the name of um, Maxwell Smart's uh, partner? Yeah. 99. 99. That's me. You're Maxwell Smart. I look just Smart. like her. You totally do. You just need a bob. Just need a bob haircut. And a 60 styling and you're right there, babe. That's it. I'm 99. Um, thanks again for joining me. You're welcome. I hope the cup of tea was to your liking. It was. You can make me another one when we get back in the house. Fantastic. Will too. Um, and we will see you, um, you know, at a, a show if I ever play another gig again. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a Pearl Jam show around the corner very soon. Thanks again, Danielle. Thanks. See you later. Bye. Ciao. And that is a wrap, Sizzlers, episode 99. All done. I can't believe it. Episode 99, guys. Wow. Now, I know there's so many podcasts out there that have got, you know, thousands of episodes and hundreds of episodes, but when you're doing it all independently by yourself, editing it yourself and resourcing the guests yourself, promoting it yourself, um, that's a, an accomplishment, man. I reckon that probably equals maybe three or 400 if you had the help. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm pretty stoked to get to 99 and 100 is going to be great. Hey, look, also, I want to mention, um, I didn't thank Danielle on the pod for this, but I want to make it known that because Danielle doesn't have social media, I can't use that little camera icon and say photo by Danielle Siriani. Um, but all the photos, pretty much 99% of the photos you see on uh, social media for The Art of Touring has been done by my beautiful wife. She, I, I walk over to the, the main house. She's sitting on the couch, you know, patting the cats and watching the telly or maybe, be, you know, reading a book, drinking a cup of tea. And I go, babe, can we, can you do the photo? Can you do the video? She's like, yep, no worries. And she, she always comes over and says g'day to the guest again. And obviously she's welcomed the guest with me, you know, um, in the main house uh, earlier in the night. And, you know, she takes the photo. So, Danielle, thank you so much for being my official art of touring photographer. <laughs> Couldn't do the show without you, babe. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. If you like this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast. If you are a first-time listener to the pod, I hope you come back next week and check out episode 100 and uh, go back to the archives and listen to any of the 100 episodes that we have in the archives. That would be fantastic. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me directly at Art of Touring Podcast. Uh, maybe you have a guest in mind for the show that would be a good fit. Maybe you would like to come on the show. Reach out to me. Just because I'm not doing the weekly episodes doesn't mean I won't say yes. So please keep reaching out to me, guys, um, and I will you know, sit down with you and we'll have a chat here in Siriani Studios and we'll put out a pod. Uh, you can listen to Art of Touring on Wooshka. You can download it on iTunes. If you have enjoyed this episode, take a minute to write a review for the show. That would be awesome. Just Sizdog, keep grinding, my man. You know, love the podcast, lo love your interview style, something like that. You know, that would be cool. And now let's get into some plugs. The final plugs. 
Episode 100 is dropping next week on March 20th, so be sure to subscribe to the show so you get that notification that the final weekly installment of The Art of Touring of the podcast is available to download. Trust me, it's going to be a great little package I'm going to put together, a few surprises, um, and uh, guys, yeah, I really hope you enjoy it. I've I'm, I'm, I'm been really looking forward to editing it up, so I'm going to do that right now, edit it all up, and um, it's going to be available next week. March 20th, the 100th episode of the show. That's all from me this week. Before I go, I do have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. He actually shared some of my uh, artwork that I commissioned for him to do. He gets so many likes. I wish Chris knew how to use Instagram because he just hashtagged the pass outs instead of atting me. So all these hundreds of people that comment and like on his stuff, don't don't go to my thing. Chris, what are you doing? I know you don't listen to the show, but man, come on, man. Throw me a bone. It's amazing artwork. You drew it, but you know, it's my band. Anyway, thank you, Chris. Love your work, brother. Fantastic. Big thanks to my guest this week, Danielle Siriani. You can follow her on her social you can't. You cannot follow her on her social media because she doesn't have any. But uh, if you don't already follow me, follow me. And sometimes she pops up on my timeline from time to time. So follow old mate Sizdog and you might get to see Danielle Siriani here and there. That's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. And tune in next time for one more time for the weekly shows of The Art of Touring with a Siz and it. And remember, The Art of Touring is brought to you by Lobos Collectibles in Thornbury, the best vintage toy store in the universe, and Anytime Fitness in Epping, where, as the name suggests, you can train anytime, day or night. Yeah, I can. You can hear me all right? Mm-hmm. All right so we're rolling there. Um, so we're just getting some levels. Um, okay, so let me this just... This is the stuff you have to edit out. Yeah, I, I always have a bit of... So to check the levels at the start. A bit of banter. Bit of banter, yes. Bit of banter. bit of banter at the beginning. You've heard you've heard the beginning banter at the end sometimes, but I don't do it as often anymore. Mm, sometimes a bit of back and forth. A little bit of back and forth. A bit of back and forth. Mm. There we go. Finally made a good coffee today. <laughs> made two shit ones. <laughs> Threw the first one out, and now this one is is getting to see the light of day. Mm. Um, all right, Denny. Trying to remember what my questions were. The secret questions. Yeah. From Danielle. Mm. The ones I won't expect. Exactly. You can't see this. No, no, it's not see through. No, it's not. Um... What was that? A couple of car- cars honking each other. Oh. Yeah. There it is again. Maybe they're wanting someone to come out of their house. Possible. Oh, yeah, maybe. It sounded like a like a foghorn or something. We're nowhere near the ocean. That's or, why it was weird. It sounded fog. like that. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. <laughs> I can tell this is going to be a great conversation. Riveting. It's, it's going to be really good audio. Mm. Um, so you can tell you do kind of have to ice cream the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm trying to uh, 
talk my voice at a at a lower register than normal because I can be quite twangy. But twang, you want to lose the twang for the pod? I just, you know, so it'll be a bit nicer for everyone's ears, but I can still hear it. I'm quite quite nasally. It's I mean look that's that's your um trademark. It is. It is. I'm I'm just like Fran Drescher. <laughs> You're like um uh, uh I'm I'm a Lois, poor, I'm Lois a, Griffin. I'm a poor man's Lois Griffin. Poor, it's not about poor man. <laughs> You're the you're the rich man's Lois Griffin. <laughs> I'm the 